Hello, and welcome to A Course in Miracles for Regular People. I'm your host, Reverend Robin. In this podcast, we read and discuss the text of A Course in Miracles. I also have another podcast that is reading and discussing the daily workbook lessons. That one is called A Course in Miracles Daily Workbook Lessons for Regular People. I love talking with people about A Course in Miracles and the daily lessons, and I welcome interaction and feedback. There are several ways you can reach out to me if you'd like to chat. I'm on Twitter at ACIMFOR. I have a Facebook page called A Course in Miracles for Regular People. You can email me at ACIMFRP, that's A Course in Miracles for Regular People, ACIMFRP at gmail.com. Or you can simply go to anchor.fm and leave me a voice message. Actually, you can also make donations on Anchor if you'd like to support this podcast, and I really appreciate that. Now let's get started with today's episode. Hello, and welcome to episode number 80. We will be continuing with chapter 4, The Illusions of the Ego, and section 2, The Ego and False Autonomy, and we'll be picking up at paragraph 6. Our takeaways from episode 79 were... Now, remembering that the question at the beginning of section two said, you may ask how the mind created the ego, but it didn't answer that question right away. So in episode 79, we discovered the answer to that question. So that was our first takeaway from episode number 79. The answer to the question that was asked at the beginning of this section is that the ego was created when we, quote, threw away knowledge, end quote. We threw away knowledge when we imagined that we were separate, separate individual beings. And this is still going on in our minds now, in our ego minds. Number two, how we respond to our ego is not important. What is important is what we believe we are. And number three, belief is an ego function. So knowing is a function of the spirit. And as long as our origin is open to belief or to debate, we are looking at it from an ego viewpoint. So having said that, Let's get started with today's episode. So I think that this is going to be an extremely powerful episode for a lot of people, including me. Anyone who struggles to feel completely abundant is going to get some great insights as to where that struggle comes from. So picking up at paragraph six, only those who have a real and lasting sense of abundance can be truly charitable. Now, that is a powerful statement. And that is why, for some people, it's very difficult to tithe in the traditional churches, what they call a tithe, giving 10% of your income to the church or to God's work. 
In traditional churches, we've been taught things like it's better to give than to receive. And that means that we shouldn't want to receive. And if we don't receive, we have nothing to give. That's so frustrating to me. And we're also taught that it's more spiritual to be poor than to be rich. And there's so much repression in traditional teachings that hold people down that way. And I, I have an aunt who her first husband passed away. Then she remarried and her second husband um, liked to go to casinos and he had a history of winning a good amount of money at casinos. But I went to visit them one day and we got talking about that and he told me how much he won. He won $1,500 or something one time when he was there. And my aunt said to him, well, you know, that's never going to happen again. And I said, well, why not? And she said, well, God wants you to depend on him, not on a casino. And my thought was, well, couldn't God use the casino to bless you? But that is a mindset that you shouldn't get money from anywhere except from God. And it's like this vague thing that a lot of people just, they live then in poverty because they're waiting for some miraculous thing to happen. Like their bank account just increases overnight for, for no apparent reason. And that kind of thing doesn't usually happen. And even if it does, it doesn't happen to people who think that God wants you to be poor because it's more spiritual. Continuing. Well, let me start over. Only those who have a real and lasting sense of abundance can be truly charitable. This is obvious when you consider what is involved. To the ego, to give anything implies that you will have to do without it. When you associate giving with sacrifice, the only reason that you give is because you believe that you are somehow getting something better and can therefore do without the thing that you give. What an insight into how petty we can feel when we feel separated. Continuing, giving to get is an inescapable law of the ego, which always evaluates itself in relation to other egos. It's like, well, that person is better than I am, or I'm better than that other person, or I'm richer than they are, or they're richer than I am. It's always evaluating and judging and perceiving. Continuing, it is therefore continually preoccupied with the belief in scarcity that gave rise to it. Its whole perception of other egos as real is only an attempt to convince itself that it is real. Self-esteem in ego terms means nothing more than that the ego has deluded itself into accepting its own reality and is therefore temporarily less predatory. So when we have, quote, good self-esteem, it means that we believe that we're good enough, 
or not inferior to others, which can also mean that we think that others are less than we are. And when we feel good enough, it says we're less predatory, we're less worried about being exposed. Continuing, this quote-unquote self-esteem is always vulnerable to stress, a term which refers to any perceived threat to the ego's existence. I remember hearing Tony Robbins say that all fear comes down to the fear of not being good enough. If I'm not good enough, I won't be loved, and therefore I'll die. Paragraph 7. The ego literally lives by comparisons. Equality is beyond its grasp, and then charity becomes impossible. And that's because if we feel that we're not good enough, generally we feel that we don't have enough and there might not be enough to go around, not enough for the other person and for me. Continuing, the ego never gives out of abundance because it was made as a substitute for it. So the ego was made as a substitute for abundance. So what does that mean? When we're connected with source, anything and everything that we could ever want or need is supplied. It's just there. But if we're separate from source, we might not be good enough to deserve what we want or need. So continuing. So that is why the concept of quote-unquote getting arose in the ego's thought system. Appetites are getting mechanisms, representing the ego's need to confirm itself. The ego thinks that if I can get, quote-unquote, get stuff, it means that I'm more valuable. Continuing, this is as true of bodily appetites as it is of the so-called, quote, higher ego needs, unquote. Body appetites are not physical in origin. So it's like this. The desire to eat is caused by a belief in needing outside support to stay alive. Or the desire for sex, for example, is caused by a need for closeness and connection. And we don't feel that we have that because we think that we're separated and disconnected from God and from each other. So continuing. The ego regards the body as its home and tries to satisfy itself through the body. But the idea that this is possible is a decision of the mind which has co become completely confused about what is really possible. So our true mind still resides in God's mind, but it's stifled by the ego and our conscious mind doesn't get the, the true connection. So it feels the need for the things that the true mind has naturally. And it's confused as to why it doesn't have what it wants. So then the ego causes or the conscious mind develops these 
bodily needs or desires to make up for that. Okay, so the takeaways from today's episode are, number one, only those who have a real and lasting sense of abundance can be truly charitable. Number two, to the ego, to give anything implies that you will have to do without it. And number three, body appetites are not physical in origin. They are quote-unquote getting mechanisms that the ego creates in order to reaffirm its own existence. So the ego thinks that if I can get stuff, it means I'm more valuable. So this week, I wish you a week of recognizing true, lasting abundance. Many blessings. Namaste. Namaste.